Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Liar. Wait, no, Liar and Andrew. I'm oh, Andrew. Oh, you're the liar. I see, right. I see, I see, I see. Kelly's a liar. Why am I a liar when I've done nothing but tell the truth? When we were getting ready to record the podcast today, Google Meet has a feature where you can click the little hand and the Google Meet goes, ba-doom, and it means that person has raised their hand, which is good for large group meetings. You know, oh, I want to be next in the queue to talk. Um, but it's just me and Kelly, and the audio channels are open at all times because it's just me and Kelly, so she's doing it to annoy me. No. Um, and she said she wouldn't do it again, and I called her a liar because I do not believe her, and it will happen again. Well, guess what? I haven't done it since, so I'm not a liar. You're a liar for other reasons. Why am I a liar? Why are you yawning, Kelly? Are you bored to see me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, it's been a long day a bit of of video game news. Okay. Did and something we haven't horrible even happen? started. I was yet. gonna say, did something happen like in the last thirty seconds that I didn't hear about? Yeah, um Elder Scrolls Six was confirmed and it's releasing next week. Wow. Just kidding. Can oh. you imagine? If I just dropped that news like that yeah. on our audience. Can you imagine? And they were like, what? And they clicked off the podcast and they were like, oh my God. Like- and then they like ran to Steam to go pre-order. And uh, and then I would really be a liar. Yeah. Please don't pre-order. Please, please don't pre-order it. Whatever it is that you're about to pre-order, just don't. Just don't. But also, please don't Any- pre-order anything, anything that's on Game Pass. Anything that's on anything anywhere. Everywhere. All at once. Anywhere. Anyway. <laughs> will you believe it if I told you, now I know you think I'm a liar, but if I told you that Armored Core 6, 6? Yeah. Okay. Why? Armored Core 6. Are you, what's the problem? Nothing. Did you read Just... B? I, did I type for the wrong number? No. Then what are you confused about? V-I. Is 6. You're right. <laughs> well, I have some Armored Core news for you. Okay. And that is is that it's releasing this summer, uh, August 25th. We got a, a gameplay reveal trailer a couple days ago uh, with, you know, a bunch of robots. And uh, we got the release date, which is August 25th of this year. Um. This was kind of a shock because I believe we first saw... The, oh, I know that we first saw this at the Game Awards, which was in December. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a pretty quick turnaround on a FromSoft game. Uh, it could be a robot. A robot. Sorry, I'll stop calling them that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it comes out August 25th, 2023. That's this year for any people who may be still confused, such as myself, as to where they are and what year it is. It's 2023. Um, I'm so pumped. I can't believe it's four months out. Like, I kind of, <laughs> this is one of those games where I'm like, wow, 2023? I bet 2024. And not only is it this year as confirmed, it's August, which isn't even that late. I mean, I guess it's kind of yeah. late, but it's still like the second, third of the year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, this was a pleasant surprise. I think we knew it was supposed to come out this year, right? Yeah. But it was just but we didn't know it was, gonna, yeah, we didn't know it was going to be August, which in in the grand scheme of things is not that far because it's already May. Can you believe that? It's already Ugh. May. 
Oh my god. It's not even it's not even not been like twenty minutes in twenty twenty three and it's already May. That's crazy. Yeah, this year's going by quick. It sure is. Uh, but that means we get to play Armored Core sooner rather than later. Will you get to? Um, considering uh, uh, this a certain level of level of events and also video games coming out right then. <laughs> well, uh, August into like October is is a very busy time for me, um, mainly because Baldur's Gate three is coming out. Yeah, I can think uh, of nothing just bigger. <laughs> no, um, I mean I don't know if I'll play it right away. But I will definitely get to it. I am probably going to prioritize Baldur's Gate 3 first, which is supposed to be coming out on the 31st of August. Um, so about six days later, but uh, less than a week later. But I feel like anyway. we're so focused on the release date that it's hard, that we didn't even acknowledge the fact that this is the gameplay reveal. And it looks good. Like It looks really well. Like It looks like a very fun mech action game. Yeah, if you like robots, I do. Sorry, I had to yawn. If you like robots, <laughs> then you're in. And I like robots. I love robots, and I am excited to see. I don't think this will be Souls-like in any way, but I do think that they'll have learned a lot from the creation of the Souls series because FromSoft went from kind of a you know, B or maybe even C-tier developer to definitely like top a i guess s tier like they're mm-hmm. they're the, one of the most respected developers on the planet so they have uh, one money and two absolute veterans of video game design so i'm excited to see how that kind of translates to a new genre not yeah. i guess an old genre technically because this is the sixth game in a dormant series yeah something that's been untouched for so many years yeah but if yep. if you're excited for August, uh, I got something else to make you excited about it. Um, that was did did that sound as stupid as I think it did? <laughs> I got something else to make you excited about it. <laughs> um, no, you just needed to lead with more confidence. I think Nintendo will be attending Gamescom in August. Woo! 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 We're going to Germany, baby! Woo! 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 Wait, we are. I'm still uh, I'm still kind of broke after buying those E3 tickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you got the E3 tickets, I actually uh, decided to. This um, is a big promise, Kelly. Gamescom is real. Gamescom tickets on your account, oh. but we are still going to Gamescom. So, woo! Okay, so I got them just with your money. But woo, we're going woo. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I was very, very, very surprised to hear this. To be honest, I kind of thought Nintendo was going to go very quiet for the second half of this year. Right now, we got Tears of the Kingdom in like two weeks, a week and a half, which is crazy. And then after that, the big release that they have is uh, Pikmin in July. And that's it. That's all we know. Um, I think I and many other people kind of thought, okay, that might just be the end of this generation for them. And I, I stand by that as a very reasonable possibility. But they're going to say something in August. They're not going to go to Gamescom just to put up booths for games that have been out for months. That would not mm-hmm. be a very strategic strategy, if you will. I will. Um, yeah, maybe it's um, maybe it's new Mario. I feel like they either have something hidden for the holiday that they're holding off on, 
or, or, I don't want to get too excited here. Or what? Maybe late summer, maybe June or July. I guess that's early summer. Maybe sometime in June or July or even early August, Nintendo will be like, hey, hey, do you guys like video game consoles? Because we have a new one coming out. Yeah. And then, Does that excite you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was playing uh, my game that I played this week, Xenoblade. And it's a great game, amazing. And the developers know how to use the Switch. But my goodness, it was fuzzy. And I was just like, yeah. this sucks. And like, I was like, what is this resolution? I looked it up. It's running at freaking like 460p up to 720. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, that's bad. Yeah. All I need is something, if it's like PS4 level quality with an SSD, I'm I'm happy. That's golden, you know? Yeah, but what if it's actually better than that? Because it should be, because it's probably going to cost a lot of money. If they keep the 300-ish price tag, if they keep it under 400 or 400 or less, and it's PS4, maybe even PS4 Pro quality, like I said, with an SSD, and it's still hybrid, I'd be happy. I don't want them to make a PS5 level game, uh, level console, because I think that's a market they're not capable of competing in. And also, making a portable PS5 would be wildly expensive right now. Um, but is it going to be portable? I guess you're right. They could they could bail on that. But also, like the Switch was just such a massive success. I think they, I think they're probably locked into the hybrid model for the foreseeable future. Do you think that they have always made good business decisions? No, but <laughs> I would like to believe that they've learned from... I think, you know, a lot of people like to be like, oh, Nintendo does like the on-off success-failure console. That's not true. That's not true at all. Yeah, because like people are like, oh, the NES was amazing, and then they just rested on their laurels for the SNES. And I was like, no, the market was fluctuating. The only console I would say is an overt mistake is the Wii U. Every other console just came out in a way that, like, there were problems and they maybe either ignored or didn't foresee market problems. Like N64, cartridges were too expensive. GameCube, they were so focused on piracy that they made confusing little discs and nobody wanted that. And it couldn't play DVDs. And then uh, Wii came out and they were like, oh, we're back on top. It's like, no, you got lucky. Wii U was a failure. Yeah, more like, yeah, more like what? More like, more like PU. <laughs> Dab. Come on. And then the Switch is a success, uh, in like a legitimate way, where the Wii was like a fluke and it sold like one game per console on average, not that low, but very low. Whereas the Switch, it's like everybody has like fifty games for their Switch. That might yeah. might be an exaggeration, but. I, well, I'm sure the advent of like digital purchasing also has helped a lot. Yeah. You don't have to go to the store to buy a new video game anymore. You can just buy it and download it and play it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I just but, feel like I, it, getting into the market of like competing directly with PlayStation 5 and Series X would not work. I think they serve a different market purpose. And I think even if they have an improved system, which I want very much, I don't think that they 
I think they have to serve their niche. Right. Even if their niche is like 100 million console sales, it's still like a specific market, you know? Right. But I don't I mean, I own two Switches now, so what can I say? Nothing. Nothing. I bought the Zelda Switch. It's really nice. That's all I'll say. I almost bought the Animal Crossing Switch, but I didn't. So. Well, you can look at my Zelda Switch when I see you in person this weekend and go, wow, I guess I have to go pick one up. <laughs> which you can yeah. I was surprised I was at the grocery store well a Meyer store which is a grocery like grocery general store combo I, w- I didn't find a switch at the giant eagle um but they had the new Zelda switch just like there on the shelf and I was just like oh you could just like you could just buy that I didn't have to wait in a line to get it or anything I mean I pre-ordered mine just because I wanted it but like it's really nice to see things stocked correctly Right, so you're saying I should go to Meyer right now and end the podcast and go. Well, okay, so the Meyer by my house is open till midnight. So there's a Meyer by my house. Okay, but listen, you come over this weekend, you look at the switch, right? Yeah, you, you size it up, right? Sniff it, okay. Touch it a bunch. N- yeah. Not the screen, preferably. Um, no. Maybe just like just a just a tiny taste. Yep. And then you know you'll be here well before midnight. Sure. Let's just say hypothetically you get here at 8 p.m., okay? Okay. So you're doing yep. this sniffing, this touching, this yep. little bit of licking. You do this yep. from okay. like 8 p.m. to let's say like 10.30 p.m. That's... Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's kind of a long... Okay. Uh, You can go in the in the second room of the house. Or I can like put you in the gamer hole where I record the the podcast. We could put you in here with that switch. Right. Um, you could right. do your sniffing, you know, licking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then around, let's just set the time. Let's just set an 11 o'clock cutoff. So, okay, 8 okay. to 11, you're in here with the switch. Okay, that seems more reasonable to me. Okay, it was too short. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. At 11 p.m., you and I, we leave okay. We leave the gathering of potential people. We say goodbye. Okay, right. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, people. Me and you get in the car. Okay. We drive. Meyer. Okay. There's a mire, like three minutes from my house. Not to dox myself, because now people are going to go to every mire in the country and drive three <laughs> minutes in all directions <laughs> looking for me. Yeah. So we go to the mire. We go to the video game section. Yep. And then based on your sniffing, touching, licking experience, you decide <laughs> if you want to buy one. How's that sound? That sounds really good. Okay. I, you know what? You know what? I'm mm-hmm. what that experience sounds like the sniffing and the licking. Yeah. And that licking. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds like the same exact thing that Microsoft was doing with Activision <laughs> what? Ew. before they decided to acquire them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which has now been blocked uh, by the UK's CMA, uh, which is like a UK watchdog group. Uh, United Kingdom, for those who don't know, that's our. Uh, Friends over yonder, across the pond. England. Uh, England. Um, sorry to anyone. I just offended. Um, anyway. Just me. So, yeah. This has been blocked. This is the $69 billion Activision deal. $69 billion. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I, uh, 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 um, Keep going. And, of course, Microsoft is going to try and appeal uh will it work we don't know we don't know probably not i i know so little about like massive enormous monopolization business so i don't know like how i know this is bad but i don't know if it's like detrimental 
You should watch Succession. I am. On HBO. Oh. I'll talk about that off air. Yeah, I'm watching Succession, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, what do you mean? You don't want to talk about Succession on our video game podcast? I feel like that it would be so hard to tie that back to video games. What if, what if there was a su- Succession video game? No. Okay, stay with me. Uh-huh. Okay. You, you play... It's like a business management simulator. But, but you are constantly in competition with three other people who you're kind of close with, but not quite. Relationships are a little bit awkward, like something weird's going on. And then there's a patriarchal figure who frequently checks in throughout the course of the game to insult you, to gaslight you, to abuse you, to build you up. And to break you down. What do you think about that? Tom Nook. Yes, exactly. Logan yes, Roy yes, yes. and Tom Nook. Same person. It's cut from the same exact cloth. Anyway, uh, this acquisition thing, um, uh, I guess we'll, I hate to say this. We say let's wait and see a lot on this show, so I'm trying to say that less, um, which I shouldn't point out because now the audience is going to be like, oh, now we have to listen for it. We'll get the wait and see counter. Wait and see counter. But- for this, we actually will have to wait and see. There's so the information is so blurry with this situation that we're just gonna have to have to uh, stand idly by and await the answers. I didn't think this whole situation would be this long winded when we reported on it like a year ago or whatever. I it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. You know, oversight is good in this situation, but I'm just like, I'm kind of I'm not. I'm kind of sick of hearing about it. Yeah, I I agree. It's one of those things that's a lot more like business minded than that. It sort of it sucks all the fun out of like any sort of video game ever. So I I know what you mean. It's not really fun to talk about, and it's not really fun to report on. Not like HBO show Succession, which is on Sundays, uh, nine p.m. Eastern on HBO Max. <laughs> Speaking of sucking the fun out of video games, <laughs> Sony Pictures Television posted a trailer for the soon-to-be-released Twisted Metal television series, premiering on Peacock July 27th. Uh, I, I'm shocked. I assumed when we talked about this not that long ago that it was, like, years off. So when I saw... Not just like a teaser, but also that it's out in two months. I was blown away. And then I watched this trailer. This is one of the most pointless things I've... I just... I don't get it. I do not understand. It is just Anthony Mackie, the regular dude, (laughs) in a car with a couple guns taped to the side. And that's most of the trailer. And nothing actually happens in this trailer. And then it ends on Sweet Tooth. Which is like fine, but I'm like, why is it about a regular guy and not Sweet Tooth, the genuinely iconic main character, like mascot of Twisted Metal? This trailer made me feel like kind of, kind of a little tiny bit ill. (laughs) It made me feel like I didn't really, like, what's the point? What is the point what is the purpose what are we doing here you know 
And I don't understand Peacock being the delivery format for this particular series. Because HBO um, didn't want it. Yeah, it seems like nobody really wanted it. So I feel like that might be Peacock's MO. Good for Peacock. You know what? They've had some hits over there. I've I've seen I've watched some good shows on Peacock that are have Peacock you? exclusive. Yeah, yeah. There's well, we don't have to talk about it on air. I thought we weren't allowed well, to talk talking, about TV. No, but we're talking about Peacock because I don't know Peacock's like quality. The only thing I watch it's, on Peacock is like shows that were made elsewhere. Peacock's quality range of quality is vastly, uh, uh, vast. uh various. It's vast. Yeah, I was gonna say. I yeah. think you you had vast as the word. There's some good stuff, and then there's some bad stuff. A lot of the good stuff is, I think, hidden because they don't market it very well. They just market stuff like this. No offense. It might be really good. What do I know? But I'll wait. Do you have Peacock? I sure do. Okay. I pay for premium so I don't have to watch advertisements. Yeah. I. Good accent. Because, well, here's my truth, you guys. I have to watch The Real Housewives, and that's on Peacock, oh. and there's no way that I would ever watch those shows with advertisements. Okay, that's fair. Thank you for your service. I Me. I watched Parks and Recreation on it. That's it. Yeah. Oh. I watched this show. Co- okay. Oh, wait. I watched Poker it, Face. But I didn't finish it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good Peacock original. I forgot they made that though. Uh, the Resort is a good Peacock original. It's a great show. And soon, Twisted okay. Metal will be a great Peacock original. So we'll both watch this, right? We'll both at least give it like a five minute try. Yeah, five minutes is all I can guarantee. Though that's I'm just gonna say that. Well, what else have we? Did you watch Halo, or is that just me? That was just you. I did not watch. Oh, because you don't even have Paramount, right? I actually do. I just didn't want to watch it. Oh, okay. It. I feel like this will be of similar quality. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's bad. just going to sort of uh, take the video game property and just sort of like do whatever with it. Yeah. Um. You know, which can happen with a variety of uh, of video game properties that are turning somehow turning into uh, movies and TV shows. Uh, much like Gran Turismo, you know, the car racing game. Well, never heard of it. they're making a movie and the trailer just came out like literally today. And you know when it comes out, Andrew, the busiest month of the year, August. Uh, Woo! There's a few very interesting. Well, David Harbour's in this movie. I love David Harbour, but I'm not sure that he's ever been in a good movie. Uh, much love to him. Um, so that doesn't bode. That does not bode well uh, already. But um, um, Orlando Bloom is also in this. So that's also interesting. Um, you know, the trailer itself is kind of a... It's like, I'm just a kid who wants to race cars. I'm really good at racing cars in the video games. So they're going to... they're gonna. It's kind of confusing. It's by the the guy who directed um uh what did he, what did he do did he do district 9 i don't know okay have, let me look I it up i have massive sweeping indifference to this film okay he did do district 9 neil blomkamp um but he also did chappie so 
I also feel pretty indifferent about this film. I would never ever see it in theaters. Is it coming because... to theaters? And not, yeah, just theaters, not streaming. Yeah, I don't think, I think they're done like doing direct to streaming movies, honestly. I think they see how much money movies make in theaters again and they're like, oh, we're not doing that other thing anymore. I think this movie. Unless the movies are real stinkers. I think which, this movie's yeah. going to make a lot more money than I would have assumed because this trailer at time of recording has been out for nine hours and it has two and a half million views. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily, it doesn't look bad. It, the production quality looks really, really high. Um, I, but I just can't imagine that it's going to be all that engaging. I feel like PlayStation had their hands on it in the sense that they're not like ashamed it's a video game. Like when I watched yeah, the definitely. Uncharted movie, I was like, I feel like they're ashamed that this is based on a video game. Like there's so little like acknowledgement of that kind of thing. But like this is this is a semi-real story, I guess. Um, and like the main character is playing Gran Turismo on his PS5 and like they acknowledge the game's history and stuff. So I think that's that's cool. That's a good thing to not yeah. shy away from the video game side of things. But also, racing movie sounds incredibly boring to me specifically. Yeah. I have fond memories of playing Gran Turismo because uh, my dad had, a well, we had a PlayStation 1, and he had one of those steering wheels, steering wheel controllers, and I wasn't able to drive a car yet because I was literally a child. <laughs> I remember thinking it was so cool that I could use the steering wheel and the pedal and I was like whipping it and I was like, and I still remember the noise that it made when you picked which car you were going to drive. It was like a, it was like a crazy, like really intense revving noise, but it was really short. It was like, I like your um, sounds. Thank you. But anyway, let's keep the video game adaptation train a rolling. One of my favorite games from last year. Vampire Survivors is being adapted into an animated television series. Uh, if you've played Vampire Survivors, which I encourage you to, it's free on mobile now. Uh, it is a very massively not story-based game. There is no story. It is just visual nonsense. I don't know how you translate that to television I truly don't and the only thing that comes to mind is like well visually and like thematically vampire survivors clearly inspired by Castlevania um folks I got news for you Castlevania kind of already did it they kind of already did the animated television adaptation thing yeah I, I love vampire survivors deeply i don't understand what the purpose i don't get it i really am wondering what the purpose of this is this feels like yeah. one of those like hollywood executive sees best received or sees like a viral game and is like mm, go buy it yeah it feels like we're gonna get a lot of this sort of news in the next couple of well I really don't know what kind of news we're going to get. There's a lot going on in the world of of uh of TV right now. Um there's a writers strike, a big writers strike happening, so we really don't know what TV is going to look like in the next couple of years, but uh 
last time there was a writer's strike, it it really produced some of the worst television you've probably ever seen. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> what this means in terms of like all these adaptations getting announced. I know a few of them are like in post-production now or already in production. So, but a lot of these ones that are just recently announced, it's kind of like, don't know what that even means for the future. Part of this deadline article says the game is set in 2021 in rural Italy. And I read that and I was like, it is? I played (laughs) played 20 hours of that game. I didn't know that. (laughs) It's set somewhere? Like, no, it's set in some pixels. Yeah, don't like that. I'm very curious to see what that turns into. If it's, you know... I thought the Castlevania show would would stink, but hey, that also came from a deep lore, and um, I love Vampire Survivors. I'm not going to be mean to it, but I just don't understand this one. This feels very corporate. Yeah. Anyway, um, Kelly, I have some personal news. Yep. What is it? Huh? What's your personal news? Stop asking about my personal life, Kelly. Oh, okay. What'd you play this week? Well, Andrew. Me. I did the unthinkable. (gasps) I said, I'm going to play an MMO. Oh, no. I play a critically acclaimed MMORPG called Final Fantasy XIV. Okay, never mind. That's okay. Uh, I have been saying that I was going to play this for a long time because a lot of people who are in the Dragon Age fan community have said if you really like dragon age you'll probably really like final fantasy 14 online and i said no way no not me (laughs) nah shucks not me couldn't be me um but then i was like you know what let's do it let's get into it so i played it started playing it over the weekend um i am having a very interesting time as someone who's Mm. not very familiar with mmo mechanics um, I think the game is really, I think the the one, well, I'm sure it has many benefits, but one of the biggest benefits of the game is that it is really, really, really beginner friendly. Um, so all of these like esoteric systems and knowledge that come with it are not thrust upon you like when you first start. There are all sorts of like systems in place. The tutorial is really, really long, which would typically bother me, but at this point, it's like it needs to be long. There's just a lot that you need to understand. And I think what is also really cool about it is that they have like mentors, like players that will come on and like help you that's when they so see nice. that you're new. And that's like their designated role. Um, so I always I thought that was really cool. Um, it is. I mean, it's an it's an MMO. It's a little bit older, so it doesn't always look 100 percent the best game ever. But I think it actually holds up pretty well when you think about, you know, when it actually came out, which was like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, 2014 is when the relaunch happened, right? Yeah. So um, it looks pretty. The music is incredible. I mean, it's Final Fantasy. I'm not shocked that the music is incredible. But uh, the level of care that has been put into the design of the game uh, is very apparent. Um, I was having such a good time uh, 
I was like not even paying attention to how much time had passed. And I played for a really long time. And then I was like, oops, I played for a really long time. And I think the nice thing too is like, when you typically think of like an MMO, you're thinking like, oh, I have to like meet people and like we have to do a bunch of stuff together and like I'm going to let them down or like they're going to know that I'm a noob, you know, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think what's nice about Final Fantasy Online is that it's really it lets you kind of be on your own for a while. You can do these quests by yourself. You're not, you know, beholden to anybody else's schedule or anything like that. Um, I loved designing my character. She was, she's very cute. Uh, she has little cat ears and a cat tail. Um, because, you know, in Final Fantasy, in the world of Final Fantasy, there's all sorts of interesting creatures, creatures, interesting humanoid type creatures, uh, like the Vieras, which are like the bunny people that like, um, like from Final Fantasy 12, I can't remember her name. Uh, but, um, and then obviously it's just it's it's very fun i can't speak to the story yet because i don't i think each expansion sort of has a different story and i'm not past the tutorial stuff yet to get to those stories Um, but i do think it's an interesting universe that they've set up in the context of final fantasy it's very much you know uh it's it's very different it's not like seven or like 15 it's very much classical like high fantasy i mean from what i've seen so far that could change but you know it's like there's no cars or anything i think but i don't know yet because there's a lot (laughs) that i haven't explored obviously i'm only like level 10 so i'm are you planning to play 16 final fantasy 16 Yes, I am. Okay. I am. I'm I'm very curious if you get further into this before that, how your perspective might be a little different because like Yoshi P, um, Naoki Yoshida, who did the, he's the director of 14 and he's the one that like is credited with reviving it. He directed the Realm Reborn um, re-release that right. turned Final Fantasy fourteen from like one of the worst received to one of the best received MMOs, which is incredibly impressive. He's he's the head of he's the director of Final Fantasy sixteen, and I'm really I'd be curious to see if you're deep into fourteen by that point, how that changes your perspective, you know? Yeah. I think that it's so interesting with Final Fantasy because there are these like threads that maintain over all of them. Um obviously like core concepts like mp and stuff like that um but they're all so different that it's like you can love one and hate another or you can hate a bunch and love and love a few or love a bunch and hate a few it's like and there are so many i mean we're coming up on the 16th and that's not even talking about all of the spinoffs yeah and um, the sequels to the base games yeah and the sequels like X2 and then like 132 and Lightning Returns and it's seven just like remake arguably. Right. Oh yeah. 7 has like 8 billion different spin-offs. They um, literally call it the compilation of Final Fantasy 7. It's like boys, <laughs> that's a lot of games. Yeah. Uh so I will be playing 16 and I'm looking forward to it and I am curious to see you know, what elements of storytelling and design are connected 
between 14 and 16 because they have the same director. I don't know to what extent he is like that hands-on uh, with 16. Like if he's like directly like, I'm writing, here's what's happening. Um, and I don't know the extent to what he's done with 14. I'm sure it's a lot. I'm just saying that I will be interested to see how 16 is received, how it plays. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm a little bit anxious about it. Um, but overall, I'm enjoying my time also in 14. So I'm going to try and milk that a little bit more. I think it's hard because I don't, I have all these games that I'm like playing. Um, and it's really hard to dig deep into an MMO when you're kind of divided with your time. Yeah. So I am just trying to enjoy the time that I have now and hope that I can maintain, you know, maintain this level of play and fun. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not like there's a massive Zelda coming out in a few days to to occupy your time. (laughs) Don't even, I can't even talk about it. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Zelda, uh, Redfall released this week. Okay. It's had nothing to do with, with, with Zelda folks. Yeah. Uh, the truth is that Redfall is a Bethesda-made game, therefore it is exclusive to Xbox and PC. It is by Arcane Austin. You might know Arcane from Dishonored and uh, Deathloop. Why couldn't I remember that? I have not played the Dishonored games, but I love Deathloop, so I was really, I genuinely pretty excited to see this game and see what they were going to do. It's a multiplayer vampire game so like you're killing vampires in this town overrun by vampires and you can play with up to three friends or play alone it's uh open world i was very curious to see what it was gonna be like it came out today i thought it came out on friday which is just me being stupid but i was just scrolling twitter at 8 p.m last night and then saw reviews were up and i was like oh and the first review I saw was an 8 out of 10. And I'm like, oh, it probably is pretty well received. And then I pull up the Open Critic, which is an aggregate site. And it has a 64. Um, yeah. Which puts it in the uh, 25th percentile of games. 75% of games on Open Critic have higher review scores than this game. Um, I was concerned. But. I decided, you know what? I got Game Pass. I'm going to just turn it on and see how it is before I even read any reviews. Uh, Right off the bat, things looked a little wrong. Like, it it felt kind of alpha, like not finished, but oh well. I thought maybe that's just the opening menus. Um, All the cutscenes are kind of this weird still image panning camera situation. But I was like, oh well, maybe it'll feel great. And then I started the game. And immediately, um, I like turned the camera and I was like, oh, I got to turn game mode on on my TV. There's so much lag. Uh, game mode was on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess I'll turn down the sensi- sensitivity on my camera. That wasn't an option. Oh. Uh, and then some people were talking. And, I, and then my partner sitting next to me started talking to me. I was like, oh, I'll just pause. You can't pause Redfall. Um, you can open the menu, but people will keep talking. There is no way to stop the game. Uh, so that was a fun discovery. 
I went to the first, I like did the first chunk of missions. I got to the open world. I started doing some of the open world stuff and I was like, well, it's not like, it feels a little janky, but like this could be fun. The sprint speed, incredible. You're bolting across this open world. And I really like that. Um, I got into a little firefight super far away from the base where I left from and I, I died like instantly. And there was like no feedback. I just like fell over and I was like, uh, oh, I guess I'm, guess I'm dead. Um, and then I teleported back to that base and I was like, oh, that's really far. And I get that checkpoints are difficult in a live a game that's like always online, but like I'm playing solo. <laughs> Can you please give me checkpoints? Yeah. And then uh, I went to the next next little mission and I was doing it. And then I got stuck in a door frame and I couldn't move. And I just got slowly killed by a vampire. <laughs> and I just said, "Sounds like fun." And I was like, "You know what? I played an hour, which is a long time considering it wasn't very fun." And I just said, "You know what? I nah, no. I wanted to play it. I like Arcane, and I, I really wanted to see what they had cooking here. But it turns out that this, they just took a raw chicken out of the fridge and put it on the counter. And I'm like, "What are you cooking?" And they're like. This is the meal. What do you mean? What, what, <laughs> what do you, do you mean? mean? Cooking. And then they gave me a fork and a knife and they put it on a plate. And it like smelled a little like old eggs. And I was like, how long has this been in your fridge, Arcane? And they were like, two weeks. And I'm like, two weeks. And they're like, that's a normal amount of time to keep k- k- chicken in the fridge, right? And I said, make better games, please. And then I left the <laughs> house. <laughs> and then oh. I, I uninstalled it. So uh, I gave it an honest try. I played an hour. I feel like that's fair, right? Yeah, an hour. Yeah, that's an hour of your life that you're never going to get back. Especially that's fair because I decided after the next game I'm talking about that I'm on a little hiatus of games. I decided I'm going to take a little break from video games till Tears of the Kingdom comes out um, because I finished eight video games in April. (laughs) And I was like, I... It's not that I need a breather. I'm just like, I want to step back a little bit to be able to fully enjoy Tears of the Kingdom. And I think part of doing that's going to be kind of just not not gaming for a little bit. And that's okay with me. Uh, but the game that I played before that was something we talked about last week, and I didn't know if I was going to play it. But good news, folks, I did. I played Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed. This is the DLC prequel. Um, I think I called it a sequel last week because I thought it was, but it's a prequel uh, to Xenoblade Chronicles 3. You can get it in the expansion pack, which is like 30 bucks or expansion pass. I don't know what they call it. Just go to the page on the eShop and look at the DLC. But you have to get all the DLC. You can't just get one thing, which is fine. I think $30 is a fair price to ask for a big DLC. Um it took me 15 hours to finish the entire thing. It, so it's a, it's a game, you know. 15 hours is the length of a, of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is similar to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 in, like, its base gameplay style. It has the same kind of flow and mechanics, but they also introduce a lot of new mechanics um, because a lot of the central stuff to the Xenoblade 3 combat is lore-centric, and that lore doesn't apply in the prequel. So they came up with some new ideas, and I think they integrated them pretty darn well. It's a an entirely new-ish cast of characters. 
Um, four of the characters in this are entirely new of your party, I should say. And then two of them, Shulk and Rex, are the main characters from Xenoblade 1 and 2, who ended up in this world uh, through some interesting circumstances. I'm not going to get into it because it is very uh, lore-heavy, and I think if you've played 1, 2, and 3, or at least, like, 1 and 3, you will really appreciate what they did here. I enjoyed how 3 kind of loosely tied 1 and 2 together, but this is not loose. This is a very very tightly wound narrative. They specifically got it to where they wanted it and they wrapped up essentially a trilogy of games so they ended the story of those three so they can... They said that Xenoblade Chronicles is not done as a series, but this plot thread is, meaning they really kind of gave closure to all of the open threads uh, in those series or in that trilogy, and I thought that was a really bold move to make, because people love Shulk, and I think making a, a new game with him would be a an easy in, but they decided, nope, that's not what we're doing here. Mm. I think it tapped into most of the best parts of 3. It had a lot of really emotional highs. It had absolutely fun, super fun gameplay, um, really satisfying gameplay loop out in the field, a really cool open world. And this one, instead of being like large zones, it's just one interconnected world. And uh, that was really surprising, but exciting nonetheless, because it's kind of like a good way to make a linear narrative in an open world because it's giant open zones that are all connected. Um, I really like the new main characters. I thought the voice acting was pretty darn good. Um, the voice actor for Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade 2 returns for a character that looks eerily similar to her. Um, I... Uh, she needs more direction because I, I know that voice actor has some chops because in like Smash Bros, she's incredible. There's so much heart behind every line. And there's some lines in this game where that is happening, but uh, there's a lot of very monotone line deliveries. Um, but everybody else is really killer and I loved their performances. The story was really emotional. It ha came to a really nice conclusion. This is one of the better DLCs I've played in my life. I would say, you know what? Let me look at my list. I'd say this is up there as probably close to, if not the number one game I've played this year so far. Mm. I know it's DLC, but I think it's between it, Octopath, two and resident evil four right now for like my favorite games this year and that's oh, wow. kind of incredible because again it's a dlc expansion i wouldn't have expected that yeah i loved it and Good. when i finished it i said okay time for a break from games not <laughs> not because it was bad but because it was good and i was like yeah, i kind of right. want to keep myself i kind of want i kind of want to be a little pure going into tears of the kingdom yeah, you were like, I've had enough. I'm good for now. I'm gonna clean slate into Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, and it's gonna hurt my total list of finished games in May. But again, I finished eight games in April. I think I could take a little breather. Yeah, I would agree with that. I lied, it was nine games in April. Well, well then I think you need more than a little breather. I think you need a medium breather. And I would say between now and May... 12th I can't play till May 14th actually between now and May 14th that is a good breather as far as I'm concerned yeah I would agree with that barring the hour of Redfall last night 
<laughs> but that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So for those keeping track, I'm 20 games deep in 2023. Uh, forgot what year it was. So <laughs> I'm You're just like me. Yeah. Stupid. Oh, got him. Dab. I dabbed camera um, camera. There's no ca- there is a camera on me, but the audience can't see it. Audience, I am formally announcing my resignation from this podcast at this moment. Um, Andrew just called me stupid, and it made me sad. So, oh, it's uh, not because it I really dabbed. Nice talking to you guys for uh-huh. this almost a full two years now, but um, I'm just too sad to go on. So, I hope you all have a really great whatever day it is for you. Kelly, Bye. Kelly, our Kelly, 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 no, our second year anniversary is in three weeks. Just kidding. <gasps> <laughs> See how I bounce back? I'm not sad at all. I've never been sad in my life. Oh, I'm a happy girl, happy all the time. Well, never been sad, never been sad. I think you should ride this happy train all the way to the end of the episode then. Yes. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening this week we look forward to having you listen again next week when we talk about whatever's happening in the video game world next week probably nothing because something really 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 big is happening next friday uh anyway My uh you should still listen though uh it's not Andrew's birthday okay bye, bye.